Welcome to episode 24 of the Find Your Voice podcast. My name is Freya Casey. I'm a professional singer and vocal coach from Germany, and I'm absolutely passionate about working through mindset blockages in order to open up my horizons so that I can start creating the life of my dreams. Well, I have started it, and pretty much I have been living my the life of my dreams. That does not mean I don't continue to work on things. So today I want to talk about a bunch of different topics about some books that I've read that I highly recommend and how they have shaken my world. And the the name of this episode is A Good System Shortens the Road to the Goals, to the Goal. I will get into that a little bit more, but it's been a little bit of a theme. Um, Systems are so important. So here's the thing. I run a business. Over the past, I would say about eight or nine years, I have been slowly but surely, little step by little step, building an online business. I started as a performing artist, pretty much traveling a lot. Then I also had students. I taught at a local music school for many years, actually, I think almost 10 years. And then I also had a lot of students right here that I taught privately in my studio. Every week they would come at the same time, which means I had appointments at set times. That didn't really work for me anymore and I didn't want to live my life that way because I found myself many, many times in the situation to where I actually loved teaching my students, but many times because of being a mom and the life that I lead and what I want to do, all the projects that I had, often that appointment was just at the wrong time. I was in the middle of something. It interrupted me. It made me get out of the flow of things. And I just wanted to design my life more in a way to where I could just do things on a more free schedule. I love my work, but what I don't love is having an appointment to where like, I can't predict every single day. I have tried actually structuring my day in a way that is like, okay, at this time I do this, at that time I do that. That works up to a certain degree, but it doesn't really work to where I have to really just, you know, just schedule everything out with all the details by the minute. A lot of times, you know, when kids get sick or when we're in the middle of something, or I have an inspired idea, I just love to act on that. And I just hate to be interrupted. So that's when I started YouTube. That's when I started slowly putting out regular content very frequently. And it grew. And then I joined my first mastermind group of women who were in online business. Back then, it was a podcasters group. I had just started my podcast. And it was really inspiring to be in the midst of other entrepreneurial women. That was, I think, about eight years ago or so. And when I look back, back then and now where I am, I have learned so much. I have progressed so much. But I have made the most progress really in the past year. Pretty much a year ago, that's when I got back into working again Uh, The twins were born on January 22nd, last year, 2022. I started my maternity leave, well, if you can call it that, but I didn't work anymore 
starting December of 2021. So four to six weeks before the twins arrived, which was really necessary because I hardly could move with that huge belly. It was it was really hard toward the end. And then I started getting the babysitter. She started with a few hours last May. Then we increased the hours, I think, in about July or so. And we kept increasing the hours to where now she's actually here um, three times. I have her in the afternoon. And on Thursdays and Fridays, she's only here until 1 p.m. So I have a half day. And I want to actually keep it this way. I want to get to the point to where... I actually don't work in the office on Fridays. It's either an inspiration day or it is just a free day with family. Also, my babysitter has a legal, um, she can legally take four weeks of paid vacation. So at the end of August or the middle of August, she's actually going to take three weeks off. She's originally from India and she wants to go to India. She wants to spend some time at home and I have to plan for that. So one of the themes that I've lately been dealing with is I don't want to micromanage anymore. And I've found myself in this situation more than I wanted to, to where I have an amazing team, but I found myself micromanaging. I mean, for example, when we were working on a landing page, a sales page for a new course that I have, I would be the one telling everyone's like, okay, wait a minute, the graphic doesn't show up at the right place. There's too much space here. Can we do it in the different font and a different size and a different spacing? Can we change the graphic? And I just didn't want to do that anymore. I came to the point to where I found myself like I, I did not get the work that I really wanted to get done that day. I never got it done, which means recording videos, connecting with my students, that kind of was on the back burner, which actually that is the most important work I could possibly do. So I asked myself, what is going on? And it's not because my team isn't doing a good job. It's because I I made it that way. I got into the situation to where I kept, because I did it before, I did everything at one point. And then I started onboarding team members to help me. And I showed them exactly what it was that I wanted them to do. And I kept finding myself in the situation to where it's like, I know how to do it so well, and this is just the way I do. I kept getting in the middle of things. So the truth is, I just need to get out of the way in order for them to be more responsible, to take just full responsibility for all the tasks. And so what I have started is creating systems and documenting systems and processes that we follow so that I can get to the point to where everything can run smoothly, even without me not being there for a while. And this is really important, without all of my team members being there all the time, I want them to take time off. They are working for me more in a freelance kind of capacity, but I still want them to take time off. I, and also, I don't want to get into this situation to where if someone gets sick for maybe more than a few days and or maybe kids get sick that sometimes happens when or someone quits you never know everyone is free to do whatever they want to do in life which I don't hope they will ever quit I love my team but what if someone isn't there I want I want things to still run smoothly and so in order for that to happen 
we have to set up a documentation of all the processes and systems that we use so that anyone can actually take over at any time if need be. So I have been reading some books and it's just something that I have been thinking about. I think it started kind of with that trigger of finding myself micromanaging and I was like, I don't even want to get in the middle of this anymore. I want to focus on what I'm good at. And I actually created, let me actually go into it. I created a list of my tasks that I actually want to do. So I now asked all my team members to go ahead and make a list of all the tasks that they do. So here are the things I do, and I don't want to do anything else outside of these things. Create video content, host live streams, host webinars, plan launches and promos. Although, actually, I must say, the marketing part of things, I want to have less responsibility in the future. I want to teach my team what I do, and we want to brainstorm together, but then I want them to execute everything. Um, Another thing I want to do, work with my Vocal Mastery Lab students. I want to host monthly meetings for my online singing school connect with people there, create content for the online singing schools, uh, school because it's I do a master class every month and I want to have capacity. I don't want it to be like, oh, now I got to do this after doing everything else. I want this to be inspired. Um, create content for podcasts, including this podcast, which I have not had a lot of time for. Um, do guest appearances on other podcasts. That's another goal of mine. And that means I need some time capacity. I want to write more books. Um, I want to create content for my courses and products. I have many ideas for new courses. Um, I want to share all those things. One of the things is I like, I want to actually do an entire, um, could you call it course, like a collection of affirmations and guided meditations. Because I've been meditating for years and I've been listening to affirmations and I would like to create some specifically for singers and write and record music. So my track that I've been working on is finished. I am working on creating a music video. It all depends on a friend of mine right now, but I do hope that we will publish it soon. I don't have a date right now, but all those things I want to do all those things every single week and I don't really want to do anything else. I don't want to have to set up sending emails. I don't even want to write the copy of all the emails. I basically just want to maybe leave a voice note note to my team. These are the things I want to like I want to talk about in the email. If it's just a regular update email about, you know, hello dear online singing school students. There is new content available. There's a new masterclass inside of the portal. I don't need to write that email. It's not, it doesn't need to be in my voice. It doesn't matter who writes it. It's just information. So I don't want to have to write all these emails. And um, my team is already starting to take over. So here is, here are the books that I've recently read that have helped me a lot. So started out with Systemology by David Jennings. Um, David and then Jennings is J-E-N-Y-N-S. Great book, Systemology. Um, He also has a website and does all kinds of things. Very useful because really, this is the title of the podcast, A Good System Shortens the Road to the Goal. Absolutely true. 
and I've seen this in action already, we have just now started documenting all the processes and creating the systems. And already the past couple of days, after communicating to my team that the the long-term vision, and I don't want to get in the middle of things. I want them to be, res- to be responsible. I don't want to know the problem. I just want them to solve the problem and then have the result. <laughs> and you know, I want them to find a way to solve the problems. And I just want to show them the overall overview of like, this is what we want to accomplish. And you just go ahead and do it. It's just because I have done everything in the past I just haven't let go of it because I thought like, don't they know, don't they see this, the, the margins? And you know what? Now I made a list. These are the check, um, the checkpoints that you need to make sure. And I actually also created a video about someone doing quality assurance, making sure all the boxes are checked whenever we are doing, for example, um, a landing page. There's a lot involved. There's like an offer involved and thumbnails and previews and descriptions and, and a copy and, and links and call to action buttons. There's a lot of things. And then optimizing it for mobile and tablet to where it looks good on all devices. These are things that I never communicated before that it is. And then maybe I just said it, but I didn't document it. And so I kept thinking, didn't I say that before? Why is it not done the way that I said? But it's because we never documented it. So my team is going to do exactly what I document. And just this week, some magic already started to happen. We have been documenting and I've been giving more responsibility to them. And really, the past couple of days, I feel like not a lot of messaging going on toward me. They message each other, but my Slack, it doesn't have a bunch of read things like messages coming up. And that's awesome. And that's why I'm recording this episode right now, because I actually have some time on my hands. Um, I also made a list of projects and making clear to my team that these are all things we want to do, but they are always done after the daily important things. Daily, the important things, number one, I want to be better about the delivery of everything. I want to wow all my students And in order for that to happen, there's a lot we still have to do. So we are working on a lot of things um, on the fulfillment side of things so that I can be in the zone of genius and I can really help my students. That's the number one thing I want to do is help those who have purchased any of my courses as much as I possibly can and deliver on that side. So we are upping the game here. Okay, back to my book reading list. Another book that I thought it was really helpful, I actually late, lately came back to Stacy Toshel. I found her on, well, I've been following her on Instagram. She actually was in the very first mastermind that I have ever been part of. Back then it was the Biz Chicks Mastermind. I think I talked about it at some point here. But she was, uh, actually back then she was a little further ahead than the most of us inside of the mastermind group. And she was very driven. Fast forward all those years now, she has an extremely thriving business. And basically, she's a business coach. She has um, a brick and mortar business. And she also has an online business. Um, and I actually, because I came across her recently again, I, Stacy Tushel, that's Stacy, just you know, S-T-A-C-Y. And then Tushel is T 
T-U-S-C-H-L. And she actually wrote the book, The Implementation Code. So The Implementation Code is also an audible. I listened to it. Very helpful. A lot of things that I already do. But again, it made it so clear to me that systems are so important. And as a matter of fact, she has a program that is exactly that. It's called the well, um, Well-Oiled Operations. And it's all about making your business a well-oiled machine and creating projects and, you know, um, systems and processes to where you don't have to be in the middle of it. I want to spend more time with my kids and creating music and writing books. And I can't do the details in order to do that. So I want to get to the point to where my team takes over a lot more and they get paid a lot more. So that's all happening. Another book, I'm reading it right now. I'm not done with it. I have actually just recently started. It's Work the System by Sam Carpenter. I was told that this is one of the best books out there for system systemizing, systemization. And so I'm reading that and I'm enjoying it. We're He's just now starting to get to the meat of things talking, you know, it's really helpful to hear stories. It's kind of a lengthy book, but um, very awesome. So before that, I actually read the book 10, 10x is Easier Than 2x by Dan Sullivan and uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. That book actually started this whole thing because in order for me to scale 10x, there's no way I can do that if I'm the one doing everything because I can't 10x myself. I'm only here once. And so I literally need to 10x my team and the responsibility that my team takes on so that I can 10x my pro- um, productivity and do only what I'm the genius at, which is anything that has to relate to music and singing. Um, another book that I recently read, which kind of triggered this whole process of like really thinking about more like scaling and doing doing bigger things was Amanda Francis book Rich S F U C K and it's a great book it's all it's all it's all about money mindset and you know here let me just tell you a story shifting from the mindset of every time i'm paying bills it feels like money is going away from me. And I don't like that. I have shifted my thought process to money flows through me, like to me, through me and away from me. But when there's money flowing from me to someone else, whether it be the IRS, the German IRS, or my team members or anything else, like all the bills that I have to pay, a lot of bills, of course, we all know that. I now think of it more in terms of there's more where that came from. I'm, I enjoy letting go of that money because when I pay that bill, that means I got something, I got a service for it. My life is easier because of it. For example, when I pay my babysitter and everything that has to do with it, including her health insurance and all of that stuff, it's a blessing when I pay my taxes. Paying more taxes only means I am blessed financially. So instead of grudging you know being in a grudge is like oh I have to get let, let go of that money I don't want to give that away that's not good now I'm thinking that is such a blessing 
I pay a lot of taxes now because I'm blessed with having really amazing revenue. I have helped a lot of people this month. That means I had a really great month of revenue, which also means I have to pay more taxes. So, and getting into this mindset of I pay money and that's awesome because there is more where that came from. It's not like I'm like I'm not losing the money. Okay? It's 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 just flowing through me. That has had a profound impact and you know what? In the past 3 weeks I have paid really just in the past 2 weeks my goodness, I have paid out a lot of money. Okay, I had to pay my team. Then there was something I had, like a large sum I had to pay for. It has to do with my babysitter. Um, it's actually kind of subsidized by the, I don't know, by, um, I think it's the city, but it's like a, it's a, it's a federal thing. Instead of putting your kids into daycare, you also have that option of having a kind of a childcare person that is approved and trained um, specifically come into your house and do it here. For the twins, it just makes a lot of sense because I don't have to like drop them off anywhere and pick them up. Also, the issue about the vaccine, there is the, um, when they go to any daycare institute or like a thing, they have to be vaccinated against measles. And I don't want to do that until they're three years old because of different things. I've read a lot of books about vaccines and there is a way to give them the vaccine that is not via injection, but um, through the nose, basically, which is a better way to activate your immune system. Works well. My doctor, my pediatrician actually developed it, but I've read a lot about that kind of vaccination online and it works well for the measles Um measles, mumps, rubella uh, vaccination because it's live virus. And so your body basically reacts exactly like it would to the virus, except it's not injected into the bloodstream or into a muscle, but through your nose, which is a better way because that is how you would get in contact. So you have a first line of defense, but long story, I'm not going to go into this anymore. Um, when they're three, they're going to go to kindergarten but until that time, I want to leave them at home and I don't want to give them that measles vaccine. There are a few problems that I see with it, with the, was it like the, the, the additives that they add. So uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, I paid out a lot of money last month or in the past few weeks. And it was like, I had a good month revenue wise, but it was like, in the past, it would have hurt me. It was like, oh my goodness, I'm paying so much money for so much stuff. Like I'm making all this money and then I like immediately I'm paying it. So I have good revenue, but really I'm leading a very modest lifestyle, believe me. I mean, it's comfortable, but there's no luxury or anything. It's not like I buy tons of stuff. It's not like there's nothing fancy. I We never go out. We never eat at restaurants. We, we basically, I don't really go out a lot because the, the babies are, um, the twins are still so little. It's just exhausting. And for me alone, I, like a lot of places, we just cannot go at this point. They're still too little. And I can't run after two toddlers who run here and there and everywhere. And they scream when you don't want, when you pick them up and they want to run somewhere. So, um, 
I have changed my mindset toward that, you know, money going out. And you know what? Here's the thing. When I changed my mindset, more money came in. Seemingly effortlessly. Effortlessly. <laughs> but um, I think it really works. And that uh, Rich as F book by Amanda Francis talked about that. And um, it's a good book when it comes to money mindset. She's very rich. She's a millionaire. I'm not quite there yet. But why shouldn't this be a goal? Um, now, which book was it where... I think it was that book where she talked about um, when there's something you want, um, you don't need a reason why you want to make more money. You don't have to justify it. It's just if you want it, that's all it takes. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't that book. I'm not 100% sure. Um, oh, it, I think it was the 10x is easier than 2x. Because I've read, I read so many books, sometimes I'm like, I don't know where it came from anymore. Uh, I think it's that book. Basically, decide what you want. And then if that's what you want, you there's no reason to justify it. If you want to 10x your business and you want to grow to that level of, I want to grow to the level of having a million of revenue. And believe me, a million revenue, that's not what I get. It's also not that much money nowadays, especially here in Europe. Germany, like everything has gotten so expensive. I know it has around the world, but energy prices here currently are just absolutely like off the roof. So I uh, wanted to talk maybe a little bit more about the Seth Speaks book. This has such a profound effect on me. The Seth Speaks book recently has changed my life. I may have talked about it in my last podcast, Seth Speaks by Jane Roberts. So how do I explain it? I always have a hard time explaining to people who are, might not be at the, you know, at that point where I'm at. I've had a spiritual journey. So I was born into a family. My dad was a very vehement or very convinced, a very convicted atheist. Although I don't believe that. I don't believe someone's truly atheist. You could make you could make money your God if that's what you like, you know, worship. There's something everyone believes in. So I don't really believe in atheism fully. So but my dad was an atheist. Basically, he didn't believe there was a God, or you know, Christianity is basically it's for stupid people. How could someone think? There's actually a God and supernatural things. And Jesus Christ came to earth as a human being, the son of God. He was just like, that is stupid. Like anyone who believes that is like a dumpus. That was kind of like the attitude that he instilled in me. Um, I have changed my mind. Then I met my, you know, my first, my, my husband. I only have one ex-husband, but my husband-to-be. And he was, that was the opposite he was a Christian, and he came from a Pentecostal background. Now, if you know um, how that all works, how they worship, how they do church services, is all the stuff with, you know, speaking in tongues, running, and, you know, passing out, basically, almost like, you know, you touch someone on their forehead, and they're like falling over. That never happened to me. I also never was, when I felt something 
move inside of me. I, I didn't, it didn't feel authentic to me to, to do some of the things that some people did. For me, it was more, it was, I felt it on the inside and I wanted to be quiet and listen. And it was never to me to where I burst out. That's just my experience. And I don't, I don't say that anyone who does that is wrong. I think everyone experiences what they feel in different ways. And that's okay. They can express themselves the way that they need to express themselves. Um, and then I went to different churches. I went to a church of God and was a worship leader there. Then I went to a Bible church. Then I went to an Episcopal church, which I was the singer, the paid lead singer there. I have gone to all different denominations. And the thing that I realized was that why? I always ask myself, why is there so much argumentation, like argumenting about what's right? Is it the Pentecostal way or is it this or that? And then trying to read about different religions, you know, there's there are a lot of different religions. There's Christianity and even within Christ, Christianity, within those circles, there are so many disagreements. You know, the Catholics believe this and then the uh, evangelicals believe something else and then there are Pentecostals and then there are um, Episcopal and then there are, I don't know, like so many Seventh-day Adventists. Um, there's Jehovah Witness, which is not Christian, but it's, 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 it's another kind of religion. We call it a cult or a sect, but it's basically a religion. It's what people believe. Then there is, um, you know, Hinduism, there's Buddhism, there is, um, you know, the Quran and Muslims. What I noticed was that there are a lot of parallels. And when I read the Seth Speaks book, and uh, when you have been into the law of attraction and all those kind of things, it seems new agey and a lot of Christians kind of look down on this. This is wrong. This is a sin. But to me, there is one very common thread among all of it. We have this human experience here on earth, in this life, in this body, in this the experience that we have in a physical body, but there's something else outside of that. That's what all religions, all faith, everything has in common. And even when you talk to like, you know, the law of attraction, there is um, Abraham Hicks, if you have ever listened or you know watched any of that or, or read it. Then there are the Seth Speaks books by Jane Roberts, which again, Abraham and Seth, they are beings that come from or entities, they call themselves, that come from, they speak from, they come from outside of this physical life that we experience. So there the common denominator is, and why this is for me, this is the truth. The truth is that we experience this life in this physical body, but there's something else outside of our five senses. There's something else outside of this, um, you know, which there's a beginning and an end point to this life, this the way we experience it. But there is something outside of it. That's what all of them have in common. And so it would be really hard to believe that that is absolutely not true. 
because it doesn't matter. You could go to like the Toltec, the Indians, any culture, any time that human beings existed, that was a common denominator. It's not just that it was believed, but you know, a lot of it was written about it. Even the Egyptians, they believed in afterlife. And if there's an afterlife, then there must be something outside, whether it's after, before, or parallel. We could argue about that, but there's something, there's another layer to what we perceive, um, outside of what we perceive. Um, so if you're interested in really profoundly shaking your world, it doesn't matter what faith background you come from. It's just, for me, it's always really interesting just to think about it, just the thought process, just asking myself these questions. And it's not like I believe this or I believe that. I'm not even going to share what I believe, but it's profound to think about these questions and about, you know, ask yourself, is this, does, is this congruent with what I am experiencing or what I have experienced. And for me, it's always, it's not about what someone tells me, because I always question, is this the truth? Is this reality? Is this so? Is it really so? Because someone can say something, and we don't know, is that the truth? And what is truth? But asking myself these questions is is just the most enjoyable thing. And also helps me the most. But ever since reading the Seth Speaks book, which I read the entire volume, it's, I mean, I listened to it, I don't know, I think it's 10 hours audiobook, something like that. I have relaxed my attitude towards so many things, especially when it comes to, you know, dealing with undesirable situations, whether it's with different people involved or just things happening. Just being aware of this is only part of my experience and it's almost like this is a part of my existence that I live now, but there's a lot more to it. And it's it's important that I experience these things that seemingly are undesirable in that shape that I'm in now and in, in, in the in that physical body, but there is a higher purpose for all of that. So that has really helped me to kind of look at things from more of a distance, take a step back and come to the conclusion that it's almost like I'm watching it from the outside while it happens. I'm still human. And when in those moments when I am feeling the humanness, it's like, it's okay. I per, I give myself permission to have that experience in that physical being body um, but I am aware that that is only one aspect of all that is okay um I think I have talked about everything that I wanted to talk about and I wanted to direct you again if you want to join a mastermind group Go to the website, findyourvoice.tv, check out all the things that I have in there. I would love to have you in a mastermind group. It might only be you and me, but talking about creating the life of your dreams and all the thought process, all the mindset work that it takes and all the action that it takes. And the truth is you need the mindset first that will allow you to take the action that you need to take. 
your mind, your brain will find a way if your mind is made up. All right. Be blessed. Don't forget to dream big and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.